Hey you guys, it is me, your sister, friend, cousin, daughter, next door neighbor, and homie, Lydia. I know all of you have been waiting for this very moment, the spinoff of the single or dating series. And before you ask, yes, there's gonna be a part three and it's more than likely coming out soon, but right now we're focusing on part two. So to get into today's topic or episode, like I like to say, it's called parents approval. Today's episode will be accompanied by a worshiper, a mentor, the first lady of Bethesda Temple Worship Center, a mother of four and a grandmother of six. This woman of faith has a heart for people and the ability to talk to anyone that may come across her path. And you guys, honestly speaking, I just didn't bring a woman of God on my platform to say I brought a woman of God on my platform. We just keeping it a book. This lady is transparent and she can tell you what you need to hear without feeling like she just judged me. No, she don't. She tells you what you, what you need to hear, not what you want to hear in the most delicate and subtle way. Like I never been told off in the mighty name of Jesus and be like, are you okay? Not saying that ever happened. <laughs> But I'm just saying. But enough of my introducing. Ladies and gentlemen, the moment you have been waiting for, Miss First Lady Demita Gamble. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> hello, 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 everyone. Praise God. It is another beautiful day in the neighborhood, as Mr. Rogers used to say. <laughs> yes, ma'am. How you doing today? I am doing wonderful. I, I feel good. I look good. I'm just I'm just all good. No, no complaints. It doesn't do any good anyway. So you better yes. say it. First off, I want to say thank you, thank you, thank you for joining me today and blessing my listeners with some of the wisdom you can bring us. Not because She's older, you guys, because no matter how old you are, you can have old people and they don't be wise at all. They just miss. Like, she is mature. I'm going to use mature because you're not really old because I'd be calling myself old. So you're mature (laughs) (laughs) and wise. So thank you so, so, so much. Now, you know, I'm going to ask you, what's your beverage of choice you brought on this platform? Because I know you're a listener to this podcast. Yes, I am. And my beverage of choice tonight is good old cold water in my beautiful calendar here. So, yes, I have some good old cold chilled water to help rinse away some stuff of the day. (laughs) Y'all, she tried to be fancy with it. I just got a bottle of water. I don't got no little Okay, okay. It's purple, too. Purple and white. Y'all know she did. She didn't have to describe the color of her canister to <laughs> making a little sound effect so we know it's there and present. That's right. But all right. So to get on topic, because y'all know I can gear sometimes. I just want to lay it on you thick. Like I know you're a mother of boys and girls. You're not just a boy. I mean, a girl and a boy mom, but. I wanted to focus on the conversation and gear it towards just a mother standpoint from having a male son, because we as when we kind of get the gist of what it is when it comes to like dating, like we already know, like, don't do this, don't do that. Make yourself presentable, yada, yada, yada. But I wanted to get a more depth understanding, like how do mothers feel 
about that. So I'm just going to lay on you thick here. And, you know, I'm going to just say this. I know or I can't presume because I'm not even going to say I know because I'm not no parent in these streets. Thank God I'm not a parent in these streets. No, no, no offense. That's, I just know that's not my calling right now. God ain't calling me to be no parent. So sitting back and, you know, you're watching your kids grow up can be a little rough, especially if they're going through something you went through personally, but they're not keen to having the advice that you can give from that situation, which, you know, you have to bite it off and take it as it is because with that is the freedom that we start to receive the older we get the mature we are in life like just yesterday i'm pretty sure you saw your kids you know babies losing their first tooth and then learning how to walk and now they're in a position to claim adulthood because basically they're all grown like grown grown yes like they, yes, grown, they are mama mamas and daddies <laughs> so yes that being said, Miss First Lady Gamble, for you to be a mom, how do you navigate knowing that your input is a little more minimal now since your children are older and they have to find themselves just like you did? Um, that's a very good question. And I thought about that a lot today because your role does change when your child becomes an adult, um, when they're younger and in their teenagers, even from that, even from the young part, elementary age, there's a level of understanding that you have to give and the way you have to talk. And then when they move to middle school and high school, everything has to shift according to that age. One thing that I have always carried with me, and I thank God for that, is that I never forgot what it was like to be young. You know, mm. a lot of parents, when they get older and they get, uh, let's say saved, because I wasn't saved all my life, you know, and they get saved and they have this, oh, holier than thou attitude about how you, your life should be conducted. You, you're forgetting that you were there too. And it's not that easy. So I thank God, you know, that was always one of my prayers, even when I didn't realize it, that I never wanted to forget what it was like to be young, what it, what it was like going through adolescence, what it was like starting to uh, recognize boys, how you felt about them, you know, uh, all of that. I wanted to always remember that. And I think that has carried over to their adult um, stage as well, because now my role and my husband's is minimal and we have to pick and choose how to say it, what to say, that it would have the most impact. So you say it, you give them godly wisdom prayerfully, and, you know, you have to sit back and then let them absorb it and glean from it. You know, and and I always tell them, listen, just listen. If this does not fit, then get it away. But if it's something that you can glean on later, then you save it and you use it for that. So your approach has to change, especially with adult children. My oldest is 42 and the second oldest is 34. No, yeah, she's 34, 34, 35, and then uh, 33 and 31. So, you know, my God kids bless are, your heart. Yeah, they're good. <laughs> they're good and grown. But my role has not changed as far as my husband and my role has not changed as far as being mentors for them and being 
leaders and being examples for them, it just has moved to a different level because they're adults now. So I can't threaten to whoop them. I can't threaten the, you know, you're not going to watch TV for a week or you can't go out. I can't do that. So now I have to treat them accordingly and always in prayer about it always in prayer about it, always in prayer about it, because you want the best, but you have to learn how to give that best. Mm, that's that's really the I think look if you a parent listening remember that you was once a kid too because I think a lot of times because I'm in my early twenties, um parents always made that statement of oh, I'm not going to judge you. I just want to be here and listen to you. And then the moment you say something they don't want to hear, then they want to flip the switch back to the pair rolling. Right. Da, 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 da. And like you said, like, no, I have to remember when I was in their shoes, when I was younger, right. but also exactly. you're bringing a piece of Christ into that as well. Like, exactly. okay, God, now, mm-hmm. and I was talking to my students about this earlier today. I said, sometimes when you don't have answers to things, you just have to be like, you know what? I'm going to leave it to God because your flesh whether the situation is something subtle or aggressive Mm -hmm. you don't want to take it too far for your child to just completely shut off from you and say you know what I'm not going to talk to you no more because you don't even have an ear to listen to me so hey you're going to do you and I'm going to do me and the I'm going to do me is you know kids nowadays they like to sneak around and they don't understand how dangerous that is for you to not tell somebody where your location is like I don't Mm -hmm. care like I'm just I'm sorry. I'm a true testament to friends not really being your friends. Like you telling your friend your location and at the end of the day your friend don't care nothing about you. Like <laughs> granted you want to live your life and you want to be young and vibrant and adventurous, but at the same token, if something was to go down and your life was on the line, you ain't calling that friend, you calling your daddy, you calling your mama, you calling whoever is your guardian because at the end of the day you know they try to have their best intentions for your life because your friend can't sign off no paperwork if you was rushed to the mercy room guess who they calling the parents that's right that's right you know and I want to say this too you know this was something that I I really thought about parents now I know we got a lot of young people here and y'all not parents yet but when you do become a parent please remember to listen to your child and it doesn't start when they're in elementary school it doesn't start in middle school it starts kindergarten it starts the minute they they start talking and you really don't understand what they're saying. I always have made it a habit of, uh, I remember my oldest daughter when she would come home from daycare and she would just be rattling off to me everything that happened and, oh, we just had a horrible lunch today. And it was, and I'm be like, yeah, yeah. Now, mind you, I've worked an eight hour day and not mm-hmm. even counting taking her, picking her up. Now I'm in the kitchen making dinner and she's standing beside me, you know, rattling off her day to me. I don't know where I got it from, but I decided that it was important to listen to her now because when she gets older, I want her to be able to come to me with that same tenacity that she has now. I wanted her to be able to tell me anything. So I feel that it is super important that when they start talking, when and I mean start, you start listening and you encourage that conversation. Because when she would come, I would say, Oh, yeah. Yeah. So that happened. And she go, yeah, mama. And such and such and such and such and such and such. Well, what did you do? You know, 
continue the conversation mm-hmm. so that they can feel free when when bigger things in life happen that they can come to you. Because if you don't start, you can't start in middle school saying, okay, we're going to talk. You don't know what has happened all through an elementary school. You know, some mm-hmm. kids go through a lot of things. And if we don't start listening and also remembering what it was like to be a kid, you know, this is where the disconnect is, in my opinion, because we don't we don't talk to our kids. We don't spend that quality time with them. It's not important that you buying them the latest and the greatest thing. But what exactly. is important is that you spend that quality time with them so you can feel free. Now, Lydia, I know that you have that kind of relationship with your mom. You guys have that kind of relationship with your parents. And that is what it is all about. You feeling comfortable enough to come to them and say in bad times and in good, this is how I'm feeling. This is what's going on in my life. And then on the other hand, the reciprocating hand, the mom and the dad are not like, oh my God, oh my God, I can't believe you did. No, no, that that's where we're losing our children. That's where we're yeah. losing it. We can't raise our kids the way we were raised because we were told it's better to be seen and not heard. Exactly. You did. You didn't. You didn't strike up a conversation with your parent unless they ask you to strike up a conversation with them. You better not even look that way. You know. So yeah. it's not like that anymore. And I think that's that. That is a a rule that I'm living by. And of course, with my grandchildren, you know. I'm trying to instill the same thing. And of course, this is a totally different generation. So yes, Lord. <laughs> yeah. So I've got to learn some new things. My oldest grandson is 13 and then the youngest are three. So this is this is a, a big age gap in between a lot of stuff. But I've got to learn to adjust because my whole thing is that I want them to have a soft place to land. If when things are not quite going good, I want them to know that they can come to Yaya and Papa house and things will be a place to, you know, it will be a soft place to be. It will be a good place to be at a place where I can feel comfortable and I'm not judged or, or, you know, yeah, you should have known better, you know, no, you know, Mm -hmm. there will be the tough conversations. I don't want you to think that, you know, all is going to be peaches and cream. No, it will be tough conversation, but how do I season my conversations with grace and how do I season them with the love of God and to let them know that we're here for you. But if you make a mistake, we're definitely going to have to deal with that. Sienna told y'all, y'all better pull out a booklet because she dropping facts on y'all, like just to be able to evolve and progress with your child. And, you know, gearing that towards dating, I do honestly believe there is a hidden rule that stipulates, you know, different expectations when it comes to parenting boys and girls. Because, like, my parents always tell me they can't choose who my friends are and they can't pick who I be around, but they do hope that I make the right decision on who it should be dating or not and y'all I'm gonna be honest sometimes them decisions were trash but I ain't gonna get into the deep <laughs> about that one but I'm not gonna just 
you know, spill out all the linguistics about that because I talked about in my previous episode, single or dating. So if y'all haven't heard that, y'all need to jump to that and then hop back on this because this is part two. So we're not going to go into all that again, (laughs) though. I am going to speak on the interrogating process when, you know, family gets involved while dating that moment where you finally say, "Okay, like, I think this is serious. I think I want to introduce you to somebody important in my life, you know, for example, in women especially in my case because i'm a woman you know (laughs) um always have that overprotective male like sometimes it can be a little too much but but it's all in good good prospects because whether it's a father figure or whoever you know they want to see whoever entering into your life because we see a man as a protector as a provider as a nurturer and all these things so if he can't enter into your life in this jail like that you know then the man be like hey dude like you ain't the one you need to keep pushing like i remember one time I was talking to somebody and my dad was like, I ain't even trying to be funny with you, but you're not going to last because you can't provide for my daughter the needs that she has and the stuff that she wants. And I was like, dad, you trying to make me seem materialistic or something like that? Like I can handle what's mine. And my dad was telling me that's not the point if you can handle it. The point is if something was to happen, is he man enough to step in and handle the needs that your father do? I was like, daddy, you ain't got to do all that. But he did, and you know, I'm grateful for it. And then we're talking about men, and they're just looked at so different because they are expected to, anytime they come on the scene, they have to overachieve with also the crippling systematic problems and demands we have in society. Because no parent wants to hear that their son is inadequate or not a real man if he can't measure up to these standards. And on top of all of that, some mothers i'm putting y'all on blast if y'all tap me for it i pray that you don't but some mothers do not want their sons to be with any other woman but them like ew because (laughs) she feels threatened that the new lady in his life is going to replace the love that she can give which for me i feel like it's kind of toxic because no one can replace a mother's love like Y'all, I understand that a son is his mother's first love and vice versa, but the latch that they try to like, I don't know, like at this point, she ain't acting like your mama. She acting like your girl, like, bro, that latch need to get removed. Like your son is not your man. And I think because of the obligation of that male figure of some sort wanted or expected in the household can blur the lines a little bit if there is an absent spot. But, you know, I do applaud men that do right by their moms or any other woman in their life. And I look up to that because I know that at the end of the day, he's going to do right by me. If he treat his moms right, he'll treat you right. If he treating people trash, baby, run, period, run. run. Okay, I but just speak on that because mm-hmm. I did listen to your podcast about that and you were talking to this young man. And it is so, that is so true. Um, my husband was a total mama's boy. And I don't mean a mama's boy in a bad way. He loved his mother. He loved her so, and she loved him right back. But never did that interfere with 
his love for me, nor did I interfere with his love for her. Let's let's because some women don't understand. Now, I know you have those women out there, the, the mothers that are too clingy to their sons and don't really want to let them go. That is something wrong with that, because because my whole goal is for somebody else. I want my sons to be happy. I want Period. Them to have some. Yeah. And I want them to have somebody in their life like their father is to me. So let's, I want them to have that. I want them to have that lifelong partnership. So I'm going to do everything I can to foster that and to help them see that. But in the same token, I never came in between my husband and his mother. I would not have done that because I, and he treated, he treated me well. So maybe that was a different, I never had to worry about where my love stood when it came to him and his mom or me and him. And and I used to tease him all the time when she would call and I say, Oh, your girlfriend on the line, your other girlfriend on the line. <laughs> and you know, that was our little joke. And she knew it too, you know, but she was the kind of person she loved her children so completely. And she wanted them to be happy. So, you know, in that time that he spent with her, I didn't try to interfere with that. Spend time with your mom. Spend time, you know, and, and I, I believe it was a blessing because, you know, now she's gone on to be with the Lord, but he always mm-hmm. has those memories. He has those memories and he has that closeness in his heart that he had for her. So in saying that with my sons, I I want them to find somebody in their life. Now, if I don't think she's right, or I think a little something or something going on, she's smelling herself a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I will. Um, you know, say something. I will say something on, but again, respectfully, because they're grown and mm-hmm. wisely and prayerfully. How do you approach this? Because a lot of times, when we do that as parents, you're pushing that relationship further than it needs to go because exactly. now they got to prove to us that you don't know what you're talking about Facts. Well, i've been young i've been young Facts. okay so then it's like okay well, she don't know what she's talking about so um girl come on i love you and then it turned out to be a hot mess so you have to be very careful when it comes to adult children you really do you have to um be wise you gotta be wise and if you're not sure about it just say you're not don't don't go around trying to pretend like you know everything you know what baby you know i'm not quite quite sure about that well you know let me let me think about it let me pray about it let's come back and talk about it you know there's no shame in that we don't know everything we don't know everything but the things that we have learned that god has allowed us to learn we are to impart that before we leave here now i believe that with all my heart anything that we go through anything that we've gone through is for a reason it's to help somebody else whether that be your own children or this podcast, <laughs> you know, yes. it, whatever it is, you know, and and I think that's so important. So mothers, let's not consider our sons, our husbands, because they are not. And they need to be able to have full relationships and love somebody, even for the single moms, even for the yeah. single moms. Now, I know some single moms that have raised some phenomenal men without a husband or a father present. They have raised phenomenal men and they don't hang on like that. But then you got the mothers. Mm. Jesus. Okay. 
<laughs> so we <laughs> trust me. look we all heard that conversation when you said that we all thought about it go ahead <laughs> you know so that that is just so important and sons you know you do you love your sons you love your daughters my daughters we have a different relationship because they're women and i know how women are my sons i actually had to when i was a younger mother I had to back up because I loved them so much. My husband came to me one day and he said, he said, hey, he said, let me raise these boys. And my flesh wanted to rise up and say, these are my babies and this, that. And he said, you don't know what it's like to be a black man. Mm. Let me raise these boys. And I was like, well, Lord. He right. <laughs> <laughs> Period. You know, I think like honest and healthy communication is like the root of everything. And I think a lot of times us as young people and just people in general, we have that mindset of if it's not what I want to hear, I feel like I'm being attacked. And we need to stop thinking that when our parents give us advice. Now, there are toxic families out there, but we're not talking about that. I'm talking about like genuine, good, healthy families. And your parent is trying to give you advice. Don't have a mindset of, oh, they just hating on me. They don't want me to be great. And they just attacking me like they know they see where it's about to go. And they just trying to give you a heads up. And then, like you said, sometimes you have to own that you don't know everything either and say, you know what? I don't know. Let me pray about it. And I'm going to get back to you on that. And, you know, on top of all that. I just want to revert back to what you were saying about how you was like, if he bring a female over and you not really smelling her like she should be smelling. <laughs> what what are the qualities that you are looking for and what you expect to enter into your door? Now, I do know that what somebody else may think not may not be the same as right. what another household thinks. But I think like origin, we low key all think the same. Like I want somebody to treat me right. Somebody, you know, to be in a position to do well. Not, I'm not talking about rich. I'm not talking about wealthy. Just right. to be in a well position. So what is something that you expect and are looking for? Well, when they come through the door, first of all, I'm, I'm noticing your ability to to talk. I'm noticing if you are friendly, if you are engaging. Um, uh, first of all, and you know, one of my sons, I tell him, hey, don't bring nobody here because you don't even stay with no uh-uh so when you find the right one then bring her here so <laughs> not to put him on blast him. like that but yeah, hey we yeah. being transparent yeah. here he can't be tied down him. okay go ahead yeah. so, <laughs> you know so i'm looking at that i'm not approved um like i said i haven't been saved all my life so i'm not looking for you to be wearing the thick stockings and the long dress and your hair tied up i'm not looking for that but i am looking at your character and i am looking at your um what's a good word for it i'm looking at your peace i'm looking to see if you know how you engage with my son how and i'm looking at him too now don't i'm not just looking at her because she could be totally all into him and i know he's not 
So I'm look I'm looking at the whole situation. So um, I'm just looking for that. I'm looking for the conversation. I'm looking for, you know, how she reacts. Um, uh, does she feel comfortable with us? Is this, you know, um, can you talk to us? Can you? Because you get somebody, and it could be that the person is shy. So I'm not gonna say that because you can just tell though. You can tell somebody mm-hmm. that might want to engage, but just not quite sure how to engage. So that's that's different too. You know, I'm just looking at the heart. I'm just looking at that person and just seeing how my son reacts and how he treats that person as well. Because if he's not treating her well, he's going to hear about it. Because after all, I am a woman too. And I don't want you treating anybody else's daughter what I wouldn't allow my daughters to do. So... Exactly. Basically reading her energy. You know, overall, I think all parents just want the best for their kids. I I mean, granted, there are parents out there, but we talking about the good ones. (laughs) Okay, they want the best for their kids and they want them to be happy in this life. And, you know, one thing I can say is that my parents never gave me like stipulations on their love. They never made me feel like I only had to act a certain way, do something like you said, you weren't always saved, like entering into the church. My parents. When I was born, my parents were saved, but it wasn't like my parents were like, you have to wear a hat to church and you have to do this. It was like one of those things of, you know, I'm going to love you. And I took that love and I felt the same way, vice versa. So to hear, you know, another parent with that same mindset is just beautiful to me. And, you know, we're coming to an end. I'm sorry, you guys. We're coming to an end. But I would like to ask you one more question before we sign off, which is... Miss First Lady, <laughs> what advice can you give a young woman looking to date or entering into a man's life from a mom receiving point from the opposite party? Okay, that is an awesome question. And the advice that I would give to a young woman, and this is the same advice I would give to my daughters, my goddaughters, to any young women that I come in contact with, be happy with you first. Please get mm-hmm. happy with you first. You cannot enter. I, re- I remember T.D. Jake said something this many, many years ago, and he was talking about that some people feel like they can't be whole unless they have a man or they or they can't be whole unless they have a woman. You know, all I want is to have a, a wife. And, and if I can have a wife, I'll be I'll be whole. All I want is a husband and I'll be whole. But when you get two people that are half, you got to have a marriage. You have to be whole in yourself. You have a half a relationship. We're not even talking about marriage. Even in a relationship, ladies, please be happy with yourself first. Get yourself. I don't need a man. And, and, and please, this is this is a side note. Ladies, we don't need a man to pay for our nails and our feet to be done. I don't need <laughs> you to pay for my hair. Thank you. Guess what? That's something I do for me. I don't need you to do that for me. You know, I don't need you to do that for me. We're in a relationship. I still can take myself to dinner if I want to. I can still go my, buy myself a dress. I don't need your permission or your money because I have all of that. This is what I mean by us women being whole. Stop depending on somebody else for your happiness. You've got to make yourself happy in order to find that other mate. 
You mm-hmm. can't you can't go around like that. So that is my advice to young women that are entering into the dating pool. Be happy with you. You and your girls go on a trip. You and your girls go shopping. You and your girls go, you know, do you. Be happy with you. And if you can't do the girls, you go shopping. You go get your nails done. You go get your hair done. You don't always have to have an entourage to do stuff. But you sh- you've you got to get yourself happy. Change your mindset. I don't need a man to fulfill me. That man compliments me. He should be a compliment to me, just like a good pair of shoes. It ought to wear just right. You Man, you preach it. <laughs> you know? And so that that is my advice to young women. I, I really, that is a, a real strong suit for me. I want our women to do better. We can be better. I want my young women to know better. You don't have to settle. You don't have to settle. Just because somebody says you had to, you don't have to do that. You can decide how you want this thing to go and God will do the rest. Ooh, I wanted to add on something, but now I don't even know if I can follow <laughs> up after that. But I'm gonna try, y'all. I'm gonna try. But you know, just to piggyback off of everything Miss First Lady Demita Gamble said, you know, and I also want to point out that a relationship is built from family, but also mainly the couple. You know, something that I um I don't know if I watched it, read it, or heard it. It doesn't matter, but I know I've seen it somewhere. And, and somebody said something to me. When you're in a marriage, go in a room and shut the door and don't let nobody in that. That goes the same for like when you decided deciding the desire to date. When the moment you start letting anybody and everybody into your relationship and voice their opinions, it's going gonna, it's gonna to crumble and it's going to fall because at this point, you're not even listening to your spouse no more. Like you're just listening to everybody else. Like I tell my students this, you're not ready to date. You want to know why you're not ready? Because you're telling everybody your business. As long as I have known Miss First Lady to meet a gamble, I don't know none of her business. I don't. I don't. I don't know when she get mad at her husband. I don't know when she get mad at her kid. I don't know none of the business that be in the business. You want to know why? Because the door is closed and they're not giving space and room and opportunity for people to voice their opinions. So if both of you or one of you come from a toxic environment and your family just dislike everything and don't want you to succeed, don't want you to be happy, I advise you to seek certified counseling from an outside source to see if this relationship is going to be prosperous. Plus, ask God because all of the heartache and pain and time wasted on someone could all have been avoided if you just would have asked God if you was equally yoked with this person. In other words, is this person going to add on bring positivity into my life glorify God the kingdom in heaven and more or is this person just filling a spot in my life because of lust avoid or like Miss First Lady Gamble said like just just there because you feel like you're not good enough or you can't do enough and you're settling and this this is it like I tell people this all the time like it's so many, I get it, I get it, I get it. When people say there's so many fish in the sea and then you be like, so, but I want that fish. Like if you're close-minded to everything, you won't be able to receive what God has in store for you. And that's that self-love portion. You know, when you're in high school, when you're in school, you think that this is it. 
this is what you're going to experience for the rest of your life. And then when you graduate out of high school, you like, wow, the world is so much bigger. There's so much I can do. That's what you need to have that mindset of when you're dating. And granted, there's a lot of ain't mess dudes out here sometimes. And, you know, females too, because I ain't finna come on my brothers like that. It's both sided. But we have to understand that me personally, I know my worth. And I'm not finna settle. Sometimes I can get a little lonely. Sometimes I be like, man, I wish I had somebody. But at the end of the day, I'm not finna settle because I know what God has in store for me. And even if God never told me I was getting married, I just know my worth. And I'm happy regardless if I with a man, without a man. I'm just happy. Like at the end of the day, you're going to add on to me. You're not going to tear me down. So we have to have a positive mindset. We have to say to ourselves, like what Miss First Lady said, like you have to have that self-love for yourself. You cannot yes. become dependent on others making you happy and that's the true testament for me like growing up it wasn't even about relationships it was just about i just want to make people happy so that's my overall goal mm. like to make people happy and at the end of the day i was getting drained i was that's happy right. for them but at the end i'm still getting drained so i'm really just getting the short end of the stick so baby choose you that's what we doing choose choose you 2022 Boom. And nobody better not put that on no shirt because I know you got it from me. Because <laughs> you, if you're going to take my idea, give me my credit that you heard it on Reached. I'm just That's saying. Right. Okay. And yeah. and I want some of the proceeds. How about that? Period. Because she was on it too. Miss First Lady was on it. We're going to split it 50-50. So if y'all want to make a choose you 2022, y'all better give us look. This is the patent right here. Y'all hear me sound of my voice. I'm claiming it at 7.15 at night. <laughs> but before I completely sign off this thing and do my outro and all that jazz, Miss First Lady Gamble, do you have any closing remarks to add on before we close? No, the only closing remarks is I have enjoyed this time of sharing and um, I just I thank God for the opportunity to be able to speak on a platform like this. You know, um, when Lydia asked me and I said yes right away and she was like, you don't want to think about it a minute. And I said, no, I said, because this year when God opens the door, we're walking through it. So and that's what we have to learn to do. When God opens a door, you have to walk through it. You have to learn how to love you. You've heard the word. You've heard it said today. You've heard it. You have got to choose you. And young men, that goes for you too. You got to learn to choose you. God has a place for you in his kingdom. I believe that with all my heart and all my soul. But we've got to seek him first and be diligent about it. Not half-heartedly, but wholeheartedly. Well, golly gosh, you know. <laughs> well, she said what she said, and that's on what? Period. Okay. But Miss First Lady Gamble, I want to say say to you again, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for joining me today on, on my episode on this platform. And you, any of my guests, they are always welcome to come back. Just hit me up, and you are always welcome to come back. But thank you so much. I Hopefully, you guys took some notes. My listeners, yes. I hopefully y'all took some notes because I was taking some notes. I'm gonna come back mm-hmm. and I'm gonna. If y'all don't know this, I re-listen to my episodes and they me being cocky because sometimes I want to re-listen to what the conversation was, regardless if I edit it or not. I want to re-listen to it. <laughs> so I'm gonna go back and I'm gonna take some notes because man, we had some good takeaways today. 
We really did. Thank God. So don't be mad out here in these streets because your parents don't like your new boo. You need to do some (laughs) self-evaluation and say, well, why don't you like? And that's what a lot of people do. They don't do a lot of stuff. They be like, you just hating on me. But why? And if they don't tell you why, then this is where the God factor come in. You pray and ask God, well, God, why don't they? What am I not seeing? What is blocking me? Because, you know, God rest my grandma's soul. But she used to have this this thing about one of my friends. She used to just consistently, every time she would see this person, she would say, I don't like them. I don't like them. I don't like them. And I used to, I was like, why you don't like them? They a nice person with you. And then like, the it did not hit me to the when she passed away and I said wow I I see what she meant about this person I see why she didn't like them and it took her leaving this earth for me to finally open up my eyes and see that so when people try when your parents or whoever try to give you good sound advice don't be so quick to hate be be quick to say processing and say okay what am I not seeing what am I not getting from this because at the end of the day, like God always say, he protects us from seeing the unseen dangers. That means he hears what goes on behind closed doors when you're not around. Just because that person saying I love you in your face don't mean they got a knife behind their back. That's right. So true. So I ain't trying to hurt y'all feelings, but I'm trying to be real on this because y'all know we ghetto and real up over here. I ain't going to tell you what you need. I mean, want to hear. I'm going to tell you what you need here. You need to put dude, female, whoever. You put them in check. Don't put them to a test. Put them in check and evaluate. Is this something that's worth putting my energy and time to or not? And don't be, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Don't not progress in life because the excuse of what well, I've been with this person for years. If y'all not equally yoked, y'all gonna end up separating anyway. So just cut the cord now. Cut it now. Just be like, you know what? We growing apart. This is not where I see my life to be. And they'll get over it. And then the moment you, like what Miss First Lady Gamble said, the moment you walk into what God has ordained for your life, guess what? There's greater. There's more. There's a bonus. All right. There's always going to be a bonus, not for you to be expecting a bonus. But I'm just saying that's how God works. He always give us more than what we ever ask or think just because we decided to do the right thing. Doing the right thing takes you further than being with somebody, checking up with somebody, doing whatever you want to do, somebody wasting your years and times. And you looking back like I was with this person when I was 13 and now I'm 25. Like, no, if it ain't working, it ain't working. Bye. God, I get sometimes these relationships, you got kids, but a kid knows when they living in an unhealthy household. So it's better for you to be put them in a stable, healthy environment versus putting them through something years down the line. They telling people, yeah, I grew up in a household that my parents were abusive to each other. It don't have to be physical. It could be verbal, emotional, etc. I don't say what I said. I ain't mad, y'all. I'm just saying. <laughs> Uh, like I'm agreeing with you like I want us to do better not just women men as well I want us all to do better and that's on what period but other than that this is your sister friend cousin daughter next door neighbor and homie Lydia signing off until we meet again so make sure your post notifications are turned on for the next episode and go to the description box as well to keep up with my YouTube channel Lydia's Chronicles yeah I got a YouTube channel if you didn't know so go check it out and remember the end game here is to grow to be the best version of our Ourselves mentally, emotionally.
emotionally, physically, and spiritually with God. All right. I love you, SBCs. And until we meet again, bye. Bye.